1: Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Baylor Scott & White Sports Performance Center, Athletes Made Here. The Sports Performance Center was developed with one goal in mind, to maximize human performance through movement and recovery. Their team of expert performance sports coaches and trainers will guide you to achieve your performance goals. That's the Baylor Scott & White Sports Performance Center, located at the Star in Frisco. This episode is also brought to you by Allen Dental Studio, located off Bethany drive in Allen, their office was designed with you, the patient in mind, which means an excellent and enjoyable experience. From cosmetics to implants, you deserve a perfect smile and Allen Dental Studio can make that happen. Also, don't want to leave out another longtime friend of the podcast. Texan Senior Residential Care Homes. With locations in Carrollton and Dallas, Texan Senior Residential Care Homes offers an affordable, high-quality alternative to senior living. Call now at 469-400-7650. That's Texan, spelled T-E-X-S-E-N, Texan Senior Residential Care Homes. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another
2: episode of the Starwood Media High School Sports Podcast. Uh, just me and Kendrick Johnson today. Yeah, we got to fill <laughs> we got to fill the frame. It's uh, just the two of us uh, with Matt Welch uh, running around, um, busy today. We uh, we're gonna hit the uh, game of the week podcast. A couple of games out in your uh, your neck of the woods. A couple of McKinney teams, including uh, you know. Let's open with the reader voted game of the week: uh, Rockwell Heath and McKinney North. Um, you know, right. a team that I think a lot of or a lot of uh, people expect to score a bunch of points. Uh, you know, as far as McKinney North is concerned, and, and Rockwall Heath kind of a similar story um, this
3: year. So how would be different last year? Last year's game was on a rainy Thursday night in Rockwall that got delayed by an hour and a half. Yeah, it was twenty six nineteen. R.J. Bennett. The funny thing is, he made a pick to still their win this year against McKinney. Made a big play to still that game. Yeah. Was that was kind of his coming out party.
2: Yeah, it's weird because. You know, like you mentioned, it was a—I uh, mean, d- low scoring for these two teams last year. You know, Under forty. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of schools that be happy with <laughs> with 26, 30 points in a game, but you know, for these two programs especially, you know, pretty high scoring, um, and, and definitely don't expect that kind of result this year. I don't know which way it's going to go. I mean, it, it seems like. You know, there ended up being a consensus on the the picket line that we'll get to, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, it seems almost not quite a toss-up. But um, you know, I guess from the from the Heath perspective, I'll, I'll play the role of you know kind of the <laughs> the Rockwell Heath reporter <laughs> since we don't we don't really uh, cover them, but. Um, you know, everything's new there, which is you know kind of a weird scenario. And sometimes it's
3: good though. Yeah, and sometimes it's
2: good, but but it's it's a level of new that that all programs don't experience. Even with you know a new head coach is one thing, but it's new head coach, new offense, new defense, new scheme, new players, like everything from the ground up yeah. uh, is new, and it, it's worked. It's worked so far. You, you know,
3: I'll say that and last year with McKinney. <laughs> McKinney yeah, yeah, <High. laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. It's worked so far for Heath. Um, you know. I think the one game that, that you can really kind of take something away from is that Wiley game, because uh, they beat Keller Central, uh, I think held them under 20. Um, they beat Richland, I think held them under 20. I don't think that's really indicative of, of what that Rockwell Heat defense is going to do against a better offense I think Wiley and even Wiley doesn't have the offense that McKinney North has um, you know but Wiley's a a traditionally a little bit of a a better program and they won that game 44 to 41 and gave up 488 yards (laughs) to the Pirates so I think that's a little bit more indicative of why we kind of expect this game uh, you know to be so high scoring because you know you have that performance from the defense on the one side against Wiley you know and then for Heath you know they're just putting up points all over the place. You know they've 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 put up um, you know forty plus all over the place. The sophomore Josh Hoover won the job at, at quarterback, and he has been in two out of three games at least. He's been incredible. You know week one he was he was ten of eighteen for three hundred nine yards and three touchdowns, no picks. Um, you know, and then against Wiley, 23 for 32, 455 yards and five
3: scores. Well, since we're talking about efficiency, you can't leave out my man Dylan Markowitz. So far in the year, he's 59 for 83 with 12 touchdowns and Has had at least three touchdowns in every game.
2: Yeah. You no picks. Yeah. that's. <laughs> I think that's kind of the key because, you know, Hoover, for as good as he was in those two games, really kind of took a step back I think against Richland in week three. It was 15 for 27, you know so not very efficient. You know 208 yards which you know for a lot of quarterbacks and a lot of systems that's not a horrible day but you know given the numbers you put up in the first two weeks that's a slow day. Two touchdowns but three picks. And, and I uh, think you know, in a game like this, Turnovers is going to be key. Yeah, yeah, because I, if you expect it, if you expect it to be yeah. fifty-six
3: to forty-nine, you got to be play. I call it possession football. Like yeah, if you're about two possessions, like you know, you got one, some bad can happen, and then you can get away with it. Um, McKinney, they don't turn the ball off over often, but last week they had two pivotal. They had a fumble the first play of the second half from JJ Henry, their star receiver, who's having a great year. He's got. Uh, 22 receptions, 446 yards, and five touchdowns already. He's like uh, like Markowitz's go-to guy. Mm-hmm. He got stripped, and they turned into the points. And then Markowitz, they got down by seven. They had the ball at the 30. Was trying to make a play. Mm-hmm. He just kind of uh, living the point of the play. He tried to extend it, and the ball just came out. Right. So they had two rare turnovers that cost them um, last week. But I don't expect that offense to turn the ball over much. No, um, Markowitz is very efficient. Mm-hmm. And um, I just looked up, he's averaging four touchdowns. A he's had four touchdowns all three games.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's crazy.
3: All three games, he's had four dubs.
2: I think that's kind of the, if, if you know, you're Walkwell Heath, that's kind of the worry is is that performance from, from Hoover last week and kind of taking a step back. McKinney North, you know, for all the you know all the worries on defense and all that kind of stuff. I still think you know depending on what you think of Wiley, this is this is going to be the best team that they've seen. Yeah. You know if you're Rockwell Heath, um, they have some
3: staggering numbers for McKinney.
2: Yeah. Sure. And I guess the the good news um, if you're Heath is you know when Hoover kind of took that step back, uh, another sophomore in Zach Evans, a running back who he had decent games I think in, in weeks one and two, like 75, 80 yards, something like that. So not bad for a sophomore. But then he broke out. You know, when Hoover took that step back, 176 yards on 18 carries and three touchdowns to kind of. Pick up, you know Hoover in, in a yeah. game that that Hoover kind of took a step back and, and showed his youth a little bit, especially yeah. with those three picks. Yeah. So uh, all those
3: theories though, are going to get tested. This yeah, year. well, and uh, you have to
2: come to you have to come to McKinney ISD Stadium. You know that's that's something. It's homecoming, right?
3: Homecoming. And then on the ground, Manny Fincher is one of the top, if not the top, rusher statistically in Class 5A. He's got 593 yards, six touchdowns. Basically, he's averaging 150 and two touchdowns a game. Overall, McKinney is putting. Uh, up. not 30 not 40 <laughs> not 50 but 53.7 points a game right and on offense they're t- you said they told totally arch- they've held up people under the 400 mm-hmm. that, that's not happening this week because um, McKinney North's putting up 615
2: yeah and it's like. It's man. There's there's just no way I don't I don't think to describe this game except that it's it's going to be a pure shootout because you you mentioned North averaging fifty three and a half points. Heath averages forty three. You know it, it's it's going to be, you know it could be up in those those Wakeland, McKinney North numbers you know yeah. from last week. It could be up in in the sixties for one school and one school yeah. in the fifties. I mean I,
3: it's the thing I'm going to be interested to see is how does McKinney norths defense respond because the first five possessions mm-hmm. literally Wakeland did what they wanted to do mm-hmm. and they made adjustments in the third quarter that's how they got them back in because people see oh they gave up 60 points again but in the context of the game the first the first three of the four, first four series in the second half they stopped them Got, the, got they were down by 21 at one time mm-hmm. 21-0 that they tied it up they never did really take the lead, but they tied it up. So, our defense gave them a chance to get back in right. the game. It's just, can we put it together for a full 48? Right. That has not been done this year. Nope. The no. defense numbers are staggering as well, and that's not a good look. They had given up 56 <laughs> points a game, 636 total yards a game. You can't do that if you want to win games. In that district, that they're about to go to. Where you got to see the Texas Texarkana's, John Tyler's, mm-hmm. and Mesquite Poteet's of the world.
2: I think the frustrating thing, too, if you're a McKinney North fan is that you know it's almost like the Oklahoma conundrum in, in <laughs> college football because you don't need to you don't need to shut people out like nobody's asking for you to go get six turnovers you know hold a team to
3: fourteen points like you don't need to do that technically if you can hold if they can hold my whole teams under forty they'll be ninety percent of the team exactly beat, I mean because it, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to have forty points just to compete with McKinney North this year I go on record but there's a lot of that I've uh, been looking for a future uh, a future story I'm gonna do on Kyle Harden one of the best offense quarters in the area if not the best offense coordinator area he's been offensive coordinator six years guess how many points a game they average in those six years I
2: don't even want to guess it's got to be up you know 40 uh, 44 of
3: 40, a... 40 to 43.8 wow and they've averaged 40 or more every year and that's yeah. before this year this year we already We already yep. told you So yep. I think they're going To add to that this year I think yep. that's safe to say So the you going to have that, And this team is very talented Like Last week they got Brandon Frazier The four star commit From Arkansas And they got J.J. Henry They got um, My man Sean Mansour All he does is Catch touchdowns Like the Chris Carter He'd be third and eight Dude don't got it, But one catch Boom touchdown right. In fact he tied the game His touchdown down Tied the game up last week Right And then um, I'm leaving out somebody Um um, let me click on here For, I, for somebody man, man, you let me <laughs> out, man so there's, I, be mad. There's one person particular I, I can't think of it, think of his um, name Noah Ford The guy's made tremendous Shout out to him He worked on this game with the summertime And what happens is People's like Okay, we're not going to let Henry beat us And then he'll kill you Right So you got, that's what happened Against um, Justin Northwest He had a big game By fact This is a, uh, the Microcosm of their season Henry had seven right. catches 204 yards and four touchdowns in the first half didn't get a wink in the second half and hmm. four goes off. So yep. even when you try to stop somebody, nope. you and then you're like, okay, we're going to shut down your running, your passing game. You got Manny Fincher busting 180 and two tubs on you. So yep. it's like, like Hulk Hogan used to say, what you going to do when the Bulldogs offense run wild? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think that's, you know, <laughs> getting into to our predictions, I mentioned that the picket line was unanimous. Um, you know, we all took McKinney North. Uh, I think it being in McKinney,
3: just they the, play very they're a very comfortable team. They ain't know they lost last week's only second home game they lost yeah. since that stadium open.
2: Yeah. The proficiency on offense, I mean, you got I mean, if it's a pure shootout and that's what we legitimately think it's gonna be. I mean, you take the team averaging almost fifty-four points a game over the one averaging forty three. I mean, that's just Matt But um, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to come down to the simple fact that that one. I think the McKinney North defense has a giant chip on its shoulder, and, and like yeah. I said, you don't have to be perfect. You know, yeah. if you if you hold Heath to thirty six, you win. You know, I, I think that's I think that's a legitimate way to look at it, and just the the combination of proven weapons, you know, for McKinney North, Rockwell Heath. You know, as we mentioned, so much turnover. So much new going on. You know, Jaden Jones has been the big target for them. He's had 200 yard games. You know, I think he's got like five touchdowns. They have talent. You know, and Hoover, obviously, tons of promise. Um, Zach Evans, tons of promise. So there's talent on both sides. But just the variety at McKinney North, um, kind of the more proven nature. You know, these are guys uh, that have uh, put up those kind of numbers, for you know, years. for several and this years this particular now.
3: crew has um, probably been, they, uh, they've said little to a lot playing time last year. And now they're all starting. So they right. were groomed for this year.
2: Yep. So that was uh, those are our picks, man. We're all going with McKinney North, um, contingent upon the defense, I guess you would say. And and to that
3: end, you were out. Uh, I I got confidence from my man, Coach Villarreal. They they won't let that happen two weeks in a row. They like you said, they have pride in their defense, and that um, Coach Fetchy said they're figuring out. And so I'm i trusting Coach Fetchy you now to get, <laughs> get to get the dub.
2: Yeah, and speaking of uh, Coach Fetchy, you're gonna go out and talk, uh, or you you have talked to Max Fetchie. making uh,
3: a, making a house call. Yeah, Max Fetchy. we had, had to make a house call.
2: Big. Uh, big member of that defense you know you're gonna get his thoughts on uh, you know how they they plan on kind of riding the ship and, and stepping up and all that good stuff uh, we will be back to discuss the other four uh, potential games of the week some other big matchups including one in your neck of the woods with prosper McKinney uh, after a word from the sponsor and your uh, your talk with max Fetchie.
1: Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media, 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast.
3: This is Johnson with Max Vecchi, senior captain and senior starting linebacker for McKinney North Bulldogs. What's your mentality after last week?
4: Well, you know, it was, it was a rough week for us, for sure, defensively. Our offense has showed out every week. You know, we got to tackle a lot better. Uh, you know, we, this week, you know, we just – we really worked on tackling. Like, every day to start off practice, we did our little tackle surgery for, like, 10, 15 minutes and really went at it. And, uh, you know, I think it, it helped us a lot. You know, I can see us improving, you know, throughout the week. And, you know, I think our mentality really for this is just just get some stops early and get confidence because that was one thing last week. You know, you know, we were down real big early, and we, you know, we were just on the bench looking up the scoreboard, and I could just tell everyone was down. We had no confidence in ourselves. So, you know, I think we need that confidence that we had going into the McKinney High game. Because, I mean, the first half of the McKinney High game, we played phenomenally. You know, then we just – we let off the gas. They almost came back on us. And then, you know, Northwest, we didn't play well. And then Wakeland didn't really play well. So, I think we just got to come out get a couple stops and get some confidence
3: for sure. What did I do in that second half? Because y'all went down 21-0 and then y'all yeah. made – it seemed like y'all made adjustments. Y'all got stops uh, for the first five drives. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it changed the time of the game and gave you our a chance.
4: Well, well, we figured out at the end of, they were – there was something going on up front, and we kind of – we live in one little tweak, and they weren't they weren't able to run really. You know, that was what's gassing us was the run, and then they throw over the top and we were too worried about it. So we got the run stopped, and then we were able to make them predictable and make them throw it because uh, especially they had that backup quarterback. He was still pretty good though. But, you know, I think we we just made those little adjustments at half and we were able to stop them. You know, I think if if we would have played better in that first quarter, I felt like that game would have been a lot different. But, you know, it is what it is, and it's already gone. But, you I know, mean, it was a non-district game, and we learned from it. So – you know, I think we have one more test, you know, to get ready for district, but I'm excited because it's going to be a real challenge for us against Heath.
3: And what challenge to do? It's going to be the same Heath that I saw last oh, no, year. Oh, for sure. What you nah, seen on tape? Tell us what you've seen are, on Tate.
4: They are really, really good football team. I mean, their quarterback is unreal. He's a sophomore. He can throw it almost anywhere on the field. Uh, their running back's pretty good. He's a sophomore, too. they got a sophomore back, They're good. Uh, two outside receivers that can really run, and, uh, you know, they got they got a really good old line. So, I mean, that's that's everything you need for a good offense for sure, but – you know, I, I, they're, they're beatable. You know, we can stop them. You know, we just have to come out and get confidence. We have to do our thing. we got to tackle. That's number one. I mean, tackling is number one for sure. I mean, if we don't tackle, we're not going to be able to be successful. So... You know, we just—I think if we tackle, we play our defense and uh, let our offense do their thing. I think you know we can come out on top in this one.
3: How do y'all keep team morale high? Because it's kind of first time for sure. You know, offensive side of the ball is like, dude, we're putting up 49 points a game oh, and not yeah. winning. So how do y'all keep everybody on the same page? Because that's got to be nerve wracking. Well, yeah, it is.
4: It is for sure. But uh, you know, I think the offensive guys—they understand. I mean, they—you know—they know we're a young defense. They know what we're going through. You know, they're just sticking with us. Like, come on, guys. You know, they encourage us probably more than anyone. They encourage us more than we encourage each other. I mean, they're like, come on, guys, I got this. And. You know, I think they're going to do that tomorrow too. I mean, I don't think they're ever really going to give up on us. I mean, we just we just got to keep playing and get ready uh, for district. I mean, I think this is a good test for us because we got to see as many good good teams as possible before we go into that district we got. <laughs> There's so many sure. teams in that district that can play, so it'll be good for us.
3: How big a deal would it be to get the um, to play with the lead? Because it seemed like that uh, the part of the reason you got success against um, high, I jumped out on them and I got mm-hmm. the lead. How big a deal is that to jump out? Oh, that's
4: that's huge. I mean, we I think if we play like we did against high, you know, every game, you know, we just we'd play great. I mean, we were scoring like the first play of every drive on our offense and our defense. we were getting three and outs. You know, that's what we need. You know, that just gives us confidence, you know, because, I mean, Wakeland, we were down 28-7, to 7, I believe, and that was just – we looked up at the scoreboard, and we were like, what are we doing? And we were just sitting there just like, you know, dumbfounded, just didn't know what to do. So, you know, I think we just get that lead, and, uh, you know, I think that will really help us, you know, confidence-wise for sure.
3: How much is the uh, the the bond that y'all have with the seniors, you your leadership, and I know you kind of new to the group because you came like later yeah. later in high school, but how much the fact that everybody knows everybody and everybody's used to winning, how much does that play a role and y'all be able to bounce back and be able to make things happen with the senior leadership that's accustomed to winning.
4: I mean, I think you know we just we know we can win. I mean, we I mean these guys. I mean, as far as I can, they, they used to play. uh and you know, we were in peewee football, they were the best – a lot of these guys on our team, they were the best team in the league, and they've always been winning. And, uh, you know, I got to join, on, join in on it late freshman year. But, you know, just – I, we know how to win. You know, we, we know we can win and we should win. You know, it's just a matter of fact, we got to get our defense figured out. You know, our offense just has to keep improving and just strive to be the best in, best in the area, you know, which they, I think they are. I mean, they're very, very good. So, you know, we just got to improve on defense and uh, – you know, I think I think we're gonna be all right. You know, we just got a really good chemistry. You know, I feel like you know they pick us up in the offensive guys, you know, for sure. And they're like, "Come on, y'all got this." You know, so that helps us out a lot. You know, trying to get these younger guys on board and you know, just us working as a unit and just uh, you know, playing together. How big
3: a deal is to play for a guy like Coach Villarreal, who's open minded, listens to his players, and is willing to try anything as long as it works. Exactly.
4: Yeah, he actually there was one thing uh, Carson Chris mentioned this week, and he goes, "You know what? That's a good idea." <laughs> and he actually implemented our game plan actually, and one of the one of our uh, formations. So, you know, I think he's he's a very good coach, you know, he knows what he's doing. I mean, he's been at the highest level. So, you know, he knows what he's doing for sure. And he's always got a good game plan for us and you know, he, he put us in the right position last week and you know, he's put us in the right position pretty much every week. We just we haven't been able to make plays. And you know, we've been missing like two or three tackles like every other play and it's just like you got to tackle to be a good defense. You know, that's I know I mentioned that a lot, but I mean, it's something that's really really killed us. I mean, we we watch film. We're in the right place every time and coach V's like, "Y'all are right there. Just Make the tackle, and you know we're gonna be all right. You know, so I think if we do that, we can take our defense to a whole other level. We just got to tackle better.
3: Is a big deal just to win this week with it being homecoming, or like if y'all get a same as you get another just a northwest game. Is yeah. that still gonna be a, a, a bad man? Of course, you want to win regardless. Yeah, but yeah. how big a deal is it to be able to make a stand on the defensive side? Oh, it's uh, a huge
4: deal. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like it's it's probably right up there of course winning is number one priority I mean I don't I mean if, if it's another if it's like 90 to 80 and we're on top you know I don't care but at the same time I'm like we got to get confidence going in a district because I don't want to be testing the water still when we're playing Sherman you know because we, we got to play well against them you know those are games we have to win to get in the playoffs so you know I think we, we got to play well this week and just you know I mean if, if it doesn't go if it doesn't go our way defensively you know we just got to keep playing you know I mean that's the number one thing you know we get down whenever like they start scoring on us so no, I really think that uh, if, you know, we get some confidence this week, you know, just play well, you know, it'll it'll carry over into the district for sure.
3: And can you give Bulldog Nation a shout-out because y'all <laughs> to start local game of the week and y'all want <laughs> to run away fashion with all the support from Bulldog Nation.
4: Yeah. Y'all come out. We're gonna give you a good one for sure. Welcome back uh, to the second half
2: of uh, today's Stark Media High School Sports Podcast, Game of the Week edition. Uh, Kendrick Johnson and I uh, here. Uh, thanks again to Max Fetchy for taking the time uh, for that interview. Uh, and obviously, you know, the biggest game of the week with, with McKinney North and Rockwall Heath coming up. Um, let's get into some of the other ones in the area. You know, it's a it's a weird week. A lot of teams off. A lot of buys. Um, you know, before district play starts. Um, but still, some good matchups, I think. And and let's start with. Uh, Arlington and Mesquite Horn. Um, you know the the thing that that strikes me about this one, it's kind of a you know I had a tough time thinking about this game and, and who I would want to take. Um, I think we all eventually settled on on one team, but you know Mesquite Horn, it's it's another year where they've had a tough. Tough run of things. Mixed results. Yeah, well, mixed results, but against teams that are supposed to beat them, against teams that, you know, Cedar Hill and Highland Park, you know, you you set yourself up for a non-district schedule with those two teams. You know that's a tough way to do things, and you know you get a one and two record, you know, for your
3: trouble. It helped them out last year. They like got a losing record, and up getting end up getting to a winning record by winning three three playoff games last year. So yep,
2: yeah, uh, and it. I think that's what you have to hang your hat on uh, if you're a, if you're a horn fan or or a horn player is the <laughs> fact that you know you are battle tested. You know I, I think Arlington is really solid. I think Arlington ISD is really solid. Um, you know Arlington's beaten Jesuit 38-21. It's an impressive win, um, but I, I don't think know, E.J. Times, Smith was there. I don't get
3: all the time to see that much props I yeah. think it's top of it to them, and I, I forget if it's... Uh... Sam Houston and Lamar? It's and not Sam two.
2: Houston. I, yeah. I think Sam Houston's the down one. But.
3: Okay, so there's Lamar. They're, they're the top two teams. But yeah. Arlington's definitely the the best team in Arlington this year.
2: Yeah. So, when, <laughs> because, although, granted, like I said, I think EJ Smith um, was out for that one. Uh, and then a win over Brian Nelson, uh, 38-14, which looks a little better. You know, after Byron Nelson's performance against the Colon, I mean, it, it looks a little better, um, you know, but at the same time, it's tough to predict. You know, it's tough to sit here and look at a horn team that's one and two, but clearly better than you know a typical one yeah. and two team. And then our Arlington team that's you know been impressive. You know, Chris Sims for them is you know six hundred seventy three yards and nine touchdowns. The um, dual threat. Uh, there's a receiver averaging like twenty eight yards per catch. I mean, they have weapons. Um, and, and last season, it's weird because you know it, it was another one of those we talked about Heath and, and McKinney North and how weird that game was. Yeah. Um, you know, Horn had an advantage in, in total yardage by like almost 200 yards, I think. But you know, a pair of late turnovers and, and a, a pick six among those, you know, led to the yeah. eventual win. So yeah, it's a beat. <laughs> yeah it's it's a tough one to it's a tough one to predict. I think um, the thing that that really does it for me is just Horn's. Um, I don't know. I mean, they are battle-tested, but I think Arlington's wins have convinced me. I think the talent over there has convinced me. I think they're really solid program. Arlington Martin so the team is team. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But, you know, Arlington in general, I think, has is, is had a pretty good year. Um, but, yeah, I, I, we were unanimous in taking uh, Arlington, although it seems like that's one of those that could come back and bite us. You know, every once in a while, there's, there's a unanimous pick on the picket line that it's like, it feels a little closer than maybe a you know, a 5 five oh result uh, would indicate. But uh, regardless, we're all taking the Colts uh, to beat Mesquite Horn. Uh, that one's Friday, 7.30 at Hanby. Um, let's go to, uh, man, a weird district in District 75A Division Two. You know, one of the few districts that's that's playing uh, this week. Um, Lovejoy has the bye, but Frisco-Reedy will be in action against Denison. And, and this was a game that I think a month ago... None of us would have had any trouble picking at all. You know, it, it, Reedy was expected to be Reedy. It uh, was expected to come back and, and be similar to what they were last year, even after losing uh, the amount of talent they did. And, and it's fair to say that they've been completely unimpressive.
3: Yeah, and that's why I went lone wolf and <laughs> picking uh Dennison. People don't realize when you go up north they, they, crazy things happen. Yeah. I mean Kenny North was a the victim. They went to Dennison's rival Sherman. Yep. It got popped in the head last year. So yep. they're going up north, they go up to Dennison. So I am picking against Reedy. I th- I think um they li- I don't say they're living off what they did last year, but this team has not got jailed the way they want.
2: Yeah, to. Yeah, it doesn't have an identity yet. Yeah. And, and I think that, I guess to, to kind of uh, introduce my thinking about this team, they will <laughs> lose They will lose a game in 7 5 a Division two. They will lose a game, and it's going to happen maybe sooner rather than later. You know, it's going to happen on Friday. I, I, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be this week. And, and I think it has a lot to do with, um, you know, Jadarian Price far and away uh, the best player on Denison. Just an unbelievable athlete. He's been hurt. I don't know how uh, healthy he's going to be going into this Reedy game. Um, you know, and, and they weren't exactly convincing last week against Lebanon Trail. I mean, it, you know, you beat them 40-27 to 27 or whatever the score was. But, you know, that's not exactly the kind of win that they year. were looking for. Um, and a lot of that had to do with Price being out. Um, and, and despite Reedy edging literally Lake Dallas by six uh, last week. I think that they survive. I think they head up to Monson Stadium um, and survive this week. And, and it looks like uh, everybody but you, like you said, you're the lone wolf, agreed with me. Uh, you know, Brian, Devin, and Matt all taking Reedy as well. But another game this week, it's, it's a weird game fifty fifty picket line this week. There's some weird games with all the buys and stuff, but uh, four to one for Frisco Reedy in that one. Um, but Jadarian Price is healthy. I think Dennison's really good, really young, really fast. If he's healthy and, and they're firing on all cylinders and that, you know, that travel
3: they could come, come out there embarrassed. Them. That travel up
2: up seventy five is is kind of uh, a little bit harsher to read than than we think then yeah. I it wouldn't shock me, but I think all of us are, are at least giving Reed the benefit of the doubt for one more week. If they go up there and lay an egg and, and get beat at Denison, then I think you might start to see some uh, some different results on the picking line for the, uh, <laughs> for the Lions. I um, have a memo. Y'all just
3: hadn't got it yet. Uh,
2: another unanimous one um, for our next game, Saxe Wiley, which... A lot of years, maybe this one isn't unanimous. You know, there's been some years where Wiley's been a little more up than they are this year. saxey has been a little down. And I think that...
3: But Saxe's catching up at the right time. Wiley, since I've been covering this area, Wiley's always been that team. Like, I've seen them do this before. They've started off Mm 0-4, and they're in the game. At the end of the year, if they win, they go to the playoffs. Yep. And then um, it happened my first year, them and McKinney. Uh, Had to play a game at Pirate Stadium, and they stopped Matt Gaddick it, because his junior here at the one. And mm-hmm. if McKinney gets in. McKinney would be going, what going for three years in the row going to the playoffs. They didn't get in, but Wiley gets in. Yep. And that was the first most teams first year. It's at six a. Yep. And that team started off zero and four. Yep. <laughs> so
2: I think I think this year it comes down to the fact that. You know, Saxe I don't think is a world beater. I don't think they're as good as they were last year. I think they've figured some stuff out, especially a quarterback with Parker Wells. They're the opposite of Reedy, though they got an identity. Yep. They have an identity. They they figured something out with Parker Wells and and Xavier Foreman. They've kind of I don't wanna say they've abandoned the Jordan Neighbors experiment, but they've they've found other ways to utilize him and get the ball in his hands other than, you know, giving him, you know, ten snaps at quarterback or, or something like that. So they have a little bit more of an offensive identity. Both those guys are pretty interchangeable. They're happy with that setup, which, you know, not always the case in high school where where guys are, <laughs> yeah. are comfortable, you know, sharing the load like that um, if it means wins. And, and I expect it to continue. You know, even though we, we talked about Wiley briefly uh, with Rockwell Heath, you know, the, the narrow uh, three-point loss, high-scoring game. Um, and you could argue, I guess, that that shows a little bit of promise. But last week, I think, is more indicative of, of what Wiley is. They got beat 31-10 to 10, um, against Jesuit. E.J. Smith played but only had, like, seven carries. Um, so it wasn't like, you know, he was running all over the place. And and I think that Jesuit team is a lot more indicative of what they'll get with Saxey. You know, I think those, those teams are on a similar level kind of in a similar tier this year Um, so yeah we were unanimous in taking the Mustangs I don't think it's going to be particularly close I mean crazier things have happened I think you know Wiley's a a pretty proud program you know maybe the 0-3 start you know, it lights a fire a little bit And it is in Wiley, you know, there's something to be said for that too
3: they tough at that stadium it, The stadium's a very generic stadium But that, that uh, the ammo yeah. call it, yep. That stuff is real yep. Yeah, <laughs> Ammo nation is real Absolutely,
2: but You know, nevertheless, 5 for sexy uh, And that one, like I said, an- another unanimous Selection on the picket line um, uh, And that one, like I said, out at Wiley Friday, um Let's round this out with a, uh, a unanimous selection that we didn't uh, we didn't know if it would be unanimous or not based on <laughs> based on the the podcast earlier this week. It was pretty contentious uh, discussion that we had, but Prosper and McKinney to open up nine six eight play. Um, you know we we all went with Prosper, um, but I want to get your thoughts on on this game because I think. Uh-huh. The nature it's, of us picking Prosper if is
3: If different. we had a spread, I'd definitely yeah. pick
2: against the spread. Because that's, I think that's really kind of the sticking point. I think all of us, you know, I don't want to speak for Devin, Matt, and Brian, but I think the general consensus is that after what Prosper did to Flower Mound last week and, and the way that, you know, it was 36 nothing at half or whatever, with that offense of Blake Short and Pierce Hudgens and, and the Jaguars that are still expected to contend for a 6 6 title, I think all of us think that Prosper kind of wins this one going away. You know why do you think? Uh, I, I think hangs it's, it's gonna
3: be it's gonna be good because um, be a close game because McKinney has majorly improved from last year. Coach Shavers and them will have, be, have some schemes to give their team a chance. I just don't think they got the experience to pull this game out. That's kind of how how why they lost to North, but they're gonna be in the game. They passed the ball well. Samson Nazarko guys st- completed seventy percent of his passes, eight hundred yards, nine tubs. A guy that's a name that you need to get familiar with Is Lamaria Ransom He's a sophomore, he's got 500 yards on the season Five touchdowns Kid doesn't even know how good he is that's some. So what's the key to your success? Coach called the play, I just find a hole and make it He doesn't even <laughs> know how good he is He has very good instincts And then their uh, receiver, Isaiah Rojas Has been killing people mm-hmm. He's going to be about topic of my Sunday spotlight this week He has 15 catches 417 yards And six touchdowns I think
2: that that's kind of the sticking point for me in in picking this game is that, you know, I do believe that especially, you know, you talk about Lamari Ransom, you talk about uh, Rojas, the the weapons that McKinney has are are very talented, you know, and I think a year, two years from now, it's going to be a completely different scene, Um, you know, but just for right now as good as that offense has been um you know it's 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 averaged <laughs> over 500 yards and 49 points a game granted you know not against the likes of prosper or or some other 968 programs but you know a, a really good and really efficient offense start the year but you know i i just can't convince myself i can't bring myself to think that it's the same caliber as flower Mounds yet will it get there probably but just the 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 nature of Blake Shore, Pierce Hudgens, like I said, the kind of consistent senior led offense that Flower Mound has, what Prosper did to them, and and the way that they absolutely just you know had their way and and just asserted <laughs> asserted their will at, at pretty much every point of that game last week, you know I don't think McKinney is Flower Mound, um, and, and just based off you know that logic, I I think Prosper's earned the benefit of the doubt uh, in a big way, so.
3: We'll see. It's going to be close to that spread. They will cover. <laughs> we'll see.
2: If I I think
3: I asked you this earlier in the week. If the spread's like 13 and a half, you, oh, think, they cover. Easy. you think they cover that? You think Easy. it's going to be that close? I go to my guy, Jim, at MGM, and I'll put my money down. <laughs> I do have a guy. <laughs> he
2: does have a guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, like I mentioned, um, another unanimous decision, uh, Prosper 5 uh 4-1 against the spread. <laughs> we'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, that'll just about do it. Game of the Week podcast for this week. Um, some interesting ones, you know. Maybe not. Very. Maybe not the best matchups. Maybe not the you know the most action packed week. Like I mentioned, with a lot of teams uh, on by a lot of districts taking the week off and all that good stuff. But definitely some interesting matchups, and hopefully, you know, especially for the McKinneys and Reedies, um, McKinney Boyd East one we didn't even talk about. There's a lot of I think games that'll that'll kind of yeah, shed right. some light on, on what these teams might really be. Um, and we'll get a chance to talk about that next week. You know, we'll be, we'll be back early next week for our reactions from week four, district nine, six, a play opens up a seven, five, a D two continues a lot to talk about. So uh, you guys have a good weekend. Enjoy the football and we will talk to you guys next week.
0: Looking to hire top talent in your community. Look no further than starlocaljobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area.